Good morning, Alex and friends. I'm Grace. Today is Tuesday, January 30th, 2024, and you're listening to Alex's News. In weather news today, Riverside is soaking up some sun with a pleasant high of 75.2 degrees, while the evening promises to cool down to a low of 56.0. Turning to global events, we'll be diving deep into the repercussions of Ukraine's recent strikes within Russian territory, a significant escalation that challenges President Putin's narrative on the ongoing conflict. In the world of music and arts, we celebrate the legendary duo Sir Elton John and Bernie Toppin, as they're honored with the prestigious 2024 Gershwin Prize for Popular Song, recognizing their extraordinary contributions to the soundtrack of generations. Lastly, we have an enthralling story on the potential discovery that could rewrite the pages of history. A deep-sea exploration team believes they may have located the long-lost plane of pioneering aviator Amelia Earhart deep in the Pacific Ocean. Stay tuned as this mystery unfolds. All this and more is coming up on today's episode of Alex's News. We turn now to our top story of the day the escalating tensions in Eastern Europe. Ukrainian forces have struck targets within Russia, a move that has significant implications for the conflict with Russia and President Vladimir Putin's narrative. Our reporter Ethan is here with the latest details. Ethan, can you tell us more about what's happening? That's right, Grace. It seems Ukraine isn't just on the defensive anymore. They've taken the fight across the border striking a Russian border city and hitting key military support infrastructures like fuel facilities and arms producers. These operations have rattled citizens in Belgorod and are a stark display of Ukraine's growing long-range strike capabilities. This certainly illustrates a shift in the dynamic of the war. How significant are these strikes for Putin domestically? They're very significant. Putin has tried to project calm within Russia, asserting that the war isn't impacting the everyday life of the Russian people. However, Ukraine's bold moves deeply challenge that narrative. For residents of cities like Belgorod, the war is now quite literally on their doorstep, which undermines the Kremlin's messaging. With Ukraine showing this level of reach, what can you tell us about the development of their capabilities? Well, experts like Michael Kaufman, a respected American military analyst with deep knowledge of Russian military capabilities, have noted Ukraine's advancements. His analysis points to Ukraine's enhanced ability to strike back, something that wasn't as evident at the start of the conflict. Interesting insight from Kaufman, given his expertise. So, what are the potential repercussions of these strikes within Russia? Grace, we're looking at two main consequences here. First, there's the question of how this affects Putin's grip on power. With confidence potentially wavering among Russians, the Kremlin might be forced to respond. And second, these actions could provoke Russia to escalate the conflict further, possibly increasing the intensity of its military response or contemplating bolder actions, though nothing's confirmed in that regard yet. And speaking of escalation, how might Russia's military respond to these developments? That's on everyone's minds now. It's conceivable Russia will bolster their air defenses and possibly make aggressive moves against Ukraine to reclaim the narrative. They might even attempt to draw NATO into the conflict, though that would, undoubtedly, be a dramatic and risky course of action. Do you see a shift in strategy for Putin on the horizon? It's certainly possible. The strikes within Russia are a major blow to the image Putin wants to portray. He may consider any range of strategies, from a tactical withdrawal to an all-out push, in an attempt to bring the war to a swifter conclusion, 
favorable to Russia. It indeed sheds new light on the stakes involved. Ethan, thank you for that in-depth analysis and for keeping us informed on the potential implications of Ukraine's recent actions. My pleasure, Grace. Stay with us for our next segment, where we'll dive into another important story of the day. Turning to the world of music now, a major announcement has come that's sure to excite fans of legendary music partnerships. Legendary musicians Sir Elton John and Bernie Taupin have just been named the recipients of the 2024 Gershwin Prize for Popular Song. Here to discuss this exciting news is our reporter Chloe. Chloe, can you tell us more about this award and what it means for John and Taupin? Certainly, Grace. The Gershwin Prize for Popular Song is quite the honor. Established by the Library of Congress back in 2007, it's an award that recognizes artists who have made outstanding contributions to popular music throughout their careers. Elton John and Bernie Taupin are in great company, joining past winners like Paul Simon, Stevie Wonder, and Joni Mitchell, to name a few. That's quite an impressive list. These two have certainly created some unforgettable songs. What makes their partnership so significant in the world of popular music? Well, they've collaborated for decades, creating hits that are virtually the soundtrack of our lives, songs like Your Song and Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Together, they have crafted a legacy of music that transcends generations. Bernie Taupin, as the lyricist, has matched words to Elton John's melodies in a way few can parallel. It's a partnership that has not only stood the test of time but also thrived. And the timing of this feels quite significant, doesn't it? Given their respective careers and recent accomplishments? Absolutely, Grace. It seems to be an alignment of the stars. Bernie Taupin was just inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame last year, and Sir Elton John completed the coveted EGOT, winning an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony, by securing an Emmy Award. This Gershwin Prize seems to be a crown jewel on top of their already remarkable achievements. Now, this isn't just a private ceremony, correct? How can fans take part in celebrating John and Toppin's legacy? That's right, Grace. There will be a tribute concert on March 20th with all the glamour you'd expect, featuring an all-star lineup. And for those of us who can't be there in person, PBS will be televising the concert on April 8, 2024. It will be a night where fans across the country can tune in and experience the celebration of these music icons. What does this kind of recognition mean in the grand scheme of things, Chloe? What might the impact be? This prize is more than just an award, it's recognition by the nation's library, no less. It signifies that your work has had a substantial impact on American culture. It shows that an artist's body of work has not only entertained us but also increased our cultural understanding through song. The idea is to honor those who have used music to connect people and tell stories that resonate universally. There's also a pretty unique selection process for this prize, right? Yes, quite unique. The Librarian of Congress consults with various experts, music specialists, scholars, publishers, producers, composers, and former honorees, to select the recipient. It's not a simple top-down decision but rather a carefully considered acknowledgement from a diverse group knowledgeable about music's impact on society. It seems Elton John and Bernie Taupin represent a legacy that's likely to influence future generations of artists. They certainly do, Grace. Their music has left an indelible mark on pop culture. And by receiving the Gershwin Prize, they're being highlighted as figures who have truly inspired new generations to pursue careers in the music industry. Chloe, 
Thank you for sharing this exciting news with us and for the detailed look at what this honor represents for Sir Elton John and Bernie Toppin. Always a pleasure, Grace. Thank you. Good morning. Here are some other headlines we're following today. The killing of three U.S. troops in Jordan has raised concern after a preliminary report suggested that an enemy drone, initially mistaken for a U.S. drone, was responsible for the attack on Tower 22, a military base in the country. This incident has raised questions about the effectiveness of identification and defense systems against drone strikes. We also have a troubling update from the Gaza Strip, where the death of a Palestinian man caught on video has sparked outrage. Israel's military has announced that it will review the shooting, which occurred as footage showed a group of men, one waving a white flag, walking down a street before shots rang out. In the West Bank, a bold operation by undercover Israeli forces disguised as civilians has resulted in the death of three Palestinian militants at a hospital. The Israeli military has linked the militants to Hamas and Islamic Jihad, while the Palestinian Health Ministry has condemned the attack on the health center. Back in the U.S., the Republican National Committee, RNC, is in the midst of private meetings after withdrawing a resolution that would have declared Donald Trump the presumptive nominee for the next presidential election. This move underscores the divisions within the party and the delicate strategies at play ahead of the primaries. In sports, the United States figure skating team is set to receive gold medals from the 2022 Olympics after the disqualification of Russian skater Kamila Valeva for a positive doping test. The USOPC has confirmed the news, although the exact date for the medal ceremony has yet to be determined. Lastly, we hear the heartwarming story of Bir Khan, who was deeply affected by an act of kindness shown to him as a teenager living in a refugee camp in Kenya. This tale, from the My Unsung Hero series, reminds us of the enduring power of human generosity and how it can influence lives years later. That's a quick look at some of the headlines we're seeing this morning. More stories and full newscasts throughout the day. Stay with us. Turning now to a deep-sea discovery that may rewrite history, the quest to solve the mystery of Amelia Earhart's disappearance has taken an exciting turn. Ethan, our specialist correspondent, joins us with the latest on an exploration team's potential breakthrough. Ethan, what's unraveling in the Pacific? Grace, it's quite the development. Deep Sea Vision, an ocean exploration team, has potentially found an object that might be Earhart's Lockheed Electra aircraft, lost since 1937. They used advanced sonar imaging equipment, operated by an unmanned underwater drone, to capture images that resemble the dimensions of the famed plane. That's quite a large area they've covered, Ethan. Can you break down how the team managed such an extensive search? They sure did, Grace. Over a period of four months, from September to December, a 16-member crew surveyed over 5,200 square miles of ocean floor. Utilizing this unmanned drone, they were able to reach depths around 16,000 feet between Australia and Hawaii, close to Howland Island, the last known destination of Earhart and her navigator Fred Noonan. And what does this find mean for the many theories surrounding her disappearance? Well, this find certainly adds credibility to the fuel-related descent theory. If this object is the Electra, it means Earhart possibly went down closer to Howland Island. It's a clue that might refute other theories, like Earhart being captured or surviving under a different identity. Funding such a deep-sea mission must be immense. Who's behind deep-sea vision? 
The search owes its existence to Tony Romeo, a former U.S. Air Force intelligence officer turned pilot. He sold off commercial real estate worth $11 million to fund this project. It's his passion driving this exploration, and it looks like it's paying off with these promising results. What's next, Ethan, in terms of verifying the sonar images? Is the world getting closer to having concrete answers? The experts are cautiously optimistic but emphasize the need for further examination. Currently, the sonar imagery is intriguing but not conclusive enough to confirm the plane's identity. The next step would be deploying cameras for detailed visuals to determine if we're indeed looking at the remnants of Earhart's plane or merely a false lead. The Deep Sea Vision team plans a more in-depth investigation later this year. This could be a significant historical moment. But given the depth, I imagine it's not without its challenges. Absolutely, Grace. The depth and pressures of the Pacific Ocean at 16,000 feet are immense, creating an environment fraught with technical challenges for any exploration equipment. It's a testament to modern technology and the team's perseverance. With Amelia Earhart being such an iconic figure, how do you think this potential discovery impacts her legacy? Amelia Earhart's legacy as a pioneer in aviation is firmly established, but finding her plane would offer closure to one of history's most enduring mysteries. It could shine a light on the final moments of her groundbreaking attempt to circumnavigate the globe and inspire a new generation of explorers and aviators. Certainly a captivating development we'll continue to follow closely. Thanks for bringing us these insights, Ethan. My pleasure, Grace. Here's hoping the next phase of the investigation brings clarity to this decades-old enigma. That's all we have for now. Today's episode was made by Alexander King with GPT-4 Turbo. GPT-3.5 Turbo. The Perplexity API, and the Google Cloud Text-to-Speech API. I hope you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow, Alex.